Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. And welcome back to the modern Northland saga. As I dig deeper into the rabbit hole of Ragnarok, I keep finding more inconsistencies and odd claims. But my question, my burning question is, where are the goddesses? Where are they? What have you done to the goddesses, to these deities that have played such a huge role in creating everything for our ancestors. Where did they go? Thanks for staying tuned. And I'm your host, Michael Scott, and this is the Modern Northman Saga, where we discuss everything from how to do a proper ritual in your own home to why the Vikings crossed the Atlantic. And I love it. I love the fact that I can give monthly, bi-monthly episodes to everybody in this world and just explore this lifestyle and this saga with everyone. Now I'd like to take a moment and do a little ad break for myself. Stay tuned. I would like to take this moment to let you know about another project I'm doing. I am also the host of the Firefly Inspired Podcast, I Aim to Misbehave where you can join me as we discover why these simple words, find a crew, get a job, and keep flying, have captured the hearts of thousands of diehard fans over the years. So if you're interested in sci-fi, check it out. And let's keep this signal going. Now back to the saga. I was researching, you know, the subject of Ragnarok recently. You guys all know. Like I said, I've been going down quite the rabbit hole. Well, we have a great deal of detail about what the male forces and male gods are doing. There's hardly more than a peep about the females or goddesses. Like, what are they up to? If we look at Ragnarok, the goddesses aren't mentioned at all, except that Frigg will know Sorrow, most likely from Odin's death in the Vlospa, and that Sul or Suna will bear a daughter and that will take her place when she's killed during Ragnarok. That's it. And the only other female mentioned is the giantess will sink. So... Here we have a major part of our mythos, which I've always had a significant issues with as being authentic as it was all written by pre-Christians, but that's a whole other episode. And the women aren't really there at all. It's all about the men. Now, I'm no conspiracy theorist. Oh, wait, I kind of am. But when we talk about the continuation of the gods, in pairs, male gods, Hod and Balder, Modi and Maggie, Vidder and Valley. 
and only the mortal human pairing with continues on after this massive destruction has a male and female that, that even get together and it's also one of the stories that got kind of stolen from the bible for adam and eve The only female deity specifically mentioned as carrying on is Suna's unnamed daughter. Uh, here you have a culture that gave us powerful shield maidens, you know, mortals of female adventurers, goddesses, warriors, Valkyries, Freya, Frigg, Idun, like either like goddesses that are more involved in our day-to-day -day lives than their male counterparts. I have more female deity idols in my house than I do have male. Because it doesn't make sense. The female deities, both for the veneer and the Azir, were more a daily necessity if you want to say it like that they, they were the goddesses that you needed for your day-to-day -day life even even in the northmen even back in the day you know they weren't every day at war but they had families they had farms they had children they had lives that required the goddesses and every now and then the gods but more and more the goddesses like this, this is just ridiculous. I hate it. Like, honestly, I was getting angrier and angrier the more I dove into this. And the more and more you read about Ragnarok, the more and more you can feel that Christian male uh, influence in the writing. You know, you know it to your core. If they left these goddesses out, whether they all survived or whether they died, because they did not want to acknowledge at this time anymore the powerful female character and influence on our world. The lack of female involvement, and yet another reason why per I'm personally suspicious of the events foretold in the stories concerning Ragnarok, as evidence of the mythos being manipulated by Christian scholars. And I said that, and I'll say it over and over again, and I don't care. I don't care if people are like, oh, you shouldn't be calling out the Christians, this and that. They did their best. They could. No, they didn't. They took history. They took, not, it's not even history. Like, let's get over it. They took a lifestyle. They took people's beliefs and they destroyed, they manipulated them for nothing more than power and greed. Does not the actions in Ragnarok support the destruction of our gods both directly via the war and indirectly through the euthanization process? Like when I say that, is they just they euthanized everything else that wasn't specifically mentioned to die. It just it disappeared. They don't exist. They're gone. Right, because if they can be killed off, isn't this a convenient thing for Christians who want to show that their God is immortal and can't die? The Creator God. Which, you know what, though? This is what really gets to me. Nowhere in Norse mythology 
Greek mythology, Egyptian mythology, Babylonian, Macedonian, all of them. They all have a creator god that is the father of the main gods. Because <laughs> everything needs to be created. Nobody's saying that the Christian religion couldn't have existed, coexisted with the rest of them. Because they all have the same base. There is one creator God who is the father of all. Right? And if you go by Dead Sea Scrolls, which I love, his name is El, or Eli, how some people pronounce it. And he was a creator of the gods. He had 70 different children that went to the seven different regions of the earth to populate. So why can't every culture have its own creation story? It would explain the different races. It would explain the different bone structures, shapes, everything. Anyways, I'm getting off term or off topic. The term Ragnar comes from the Old Norse Ragna, meaning gods and rock and or, or raka, twilight. It's hard to say how the old concept of Ragnarok really is, since we don't know when exactly the term was first used. We can best point to the earliest references in surviving in written ugh, the earliest references surviving in written record. Those appear from the late Viking Age, predominantly the Christian Europe. In fact, Ragnarok, as appeared in written sources, is entirely Icelandic. Bum bum bum. So all you people that are freaking out about my tattoos about having Icelandic staves and they're not Viking tattoos. You know what? Ragnarok is the same thing. Ragnarok was Icelandic. I bet you guys can guess where it came from. <sighs> Our written source of Ragnarok com comes to us from the Eddas, which are Icelandic sources, which, er, sorry, not which, what we think of as the Eddas are a series of stories from various manuscripts. One of the best accounts of Ragnarok is in the Eddas, comes from the Volspa. But we have two versions of the Volspa. We have one from the Codex Regis manuscript and the other one from the Huskbolt. While both Volspa's accounts talk about what happens, Huskbolt manuscript has what I and other scholars believe. I call myself a scholar, I'm sorry, I'm not really. To be a clear sign of Christian tampering, in that it concludes that there is a powerful, mighty one that rules over everything who will arrive above the home of the gods. Meaning that the story of Ragnarok may not only represent the Christianization or the subject, sub, sub, I'm so sorry, guys. The conversion of the old religion to make way for Christianity it is also uniquely Icelandic in symbolism. The themes of the conflict between fire, ice, mirror the geographic geography, I'm so sorry, of Iceland, which sets across the tectonic plates of North America, Eurasia, diverge, creating the Mid-Atlantic Ridge, which created Iceland. The ridge runs straight through the holiest ancient site of Thingville. 
Iceland has glaciers and volcanoes, both adequate. And today, the dichotomy may not mean as much in other cultures under the northern traditional umbrella. Archeo archaeological record does have a few stones, such as the Gullsfork Cross, Thorward's Cross, which represents some aspects of a rather Ragnarok myth. But it's also juxtaposition and context with Christian Moffat's and symbolism. You do not need to accept this. And I will keep digging and I will find out where, you know, where they are. I know I kind of got off and just started attacking Ragnarok, but I'm still my main goal. And I'm sorry, I get so into reading this stuff, the, the scripts that I've written, the research. And when you're researching this and you're and it's starting to, 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 to eat at your soul, because you're like, I want to know where Freya is. I want to know where Frigga is. I want to know where I do is. I want to know where the goddess ear is. So make sure that, you know, she's still watching over the health of my family. How can you erase these, these absolute necessities, these goddesses that have brought more life to us than anything else? They didn't ask for money. They didn't ask for us to give up all of our belongings so that they could save our souls. They did it because they were our gods. And we allowed them to be erased. Like I said, you don't have to accept this. I am going to keep digging and I will find out where they are. Or maybe as a great, a great philosopher once said in the uh, classic Jurassic Park, God created dinosaurs. God killed dinosaurs. God created man. Man killed God. God created dinosaurs. Dinosaurs eats man. Woman inherits the world. Maybe that's what they're afraid of. That's what, maybe what these, these Christian scholars were worried about is that, you know, Balder just got back from literally being banished. He got back from the underworld. He's been out of the game. And you know what? He may have been in... As somebody who's who's been to uh, combat, it sucks. And, you know, sometimes you get your mind right. And maybe the goddesses took over in Gil. Either way, these powerful goddesses didn't just disappear. They're somewhere. And no point. Oh, no, sorry. Let me rephrase it. And no pointy hat religious person is going to tell me different. Whether Odin is still on the throne in Asgard or Balder has returned to the Ruin Gimel. I will find these goddesses and I will set the story straight so that we can worship properly and bring them back to our modern day life. They belong on our saga. Period. As I live and breathe this saga, I enjoy knowing that I'm on my right path. And I'd like to thank those who helped me get here. Newsly is an all-in-one audio super app for iOS and Android. It picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment. For the first time in the ever 
of the internet, the entire web becomes listenable. All in one place. Nothing pleases a strong Viking like rowing his boat, being able to browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. Stop scrolling, start listening. They even have podcasts. Explore trending podcasts from over 80 countries. Kind of impressive. Not like as many as the Vikings had, you know, came, saw, and conquered, but pretty good. In our podcast, The Modern Northland Saga, is there too. I even started using this as my default podcast app. You know, they even have digital radio. So, download and use Newsly for free from newsly.me or from the link in the description. And use the promo code SAGA. I'll also put in the description and receive one month free premium subscription. Ah, you all know that sound. Another episode safely stored in the vault. If you enjoyed this episode, please do me the biggest solid. Like it, subscribe to me on Good Pods or Newsly, and share. As you travel further down this path, a simple share is worth more than you know. And as always, until next time, where the wolf's ears are, the wolf's teeth are near. Hail the gods. Hail Odin. And hail you, my listeners. Skull!